If I tell the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die, and you do not speak out to dissuade the wicked from his way, the wicked shall die for his guilt, but I will hold you responsible for his death. Um, uh, hmm. I remember the first time I heard this after I was ordained. It sent a bit of a shiver up my spine. How much does God hold me accountable for the things that I say or fail to say? But it is more important to note that this does not stand by itself. Jesus reminds us in the gospel that we have a responsibility to one another through the church, and that responsibility is in love. We have a responsibility to correct those who are making mistakes and to draw them closer to Christ through the church. I think someone could take that reading from Ezekiel in a very harsh way. They could make it into a weapon to correct anyone whom they think ought to be corrected. But St. Paul, in the end of the reading from Romans today, talks about the law being fulfilled in love. It is an attitude of love that we need to bring to anyone we choose to, or need to, correct in the ways of faith. There are good and bad ways to approach anyone who needs correction. Unfortunately, even if we try our best to do this in a loving way, we may not have the results we want. It has to do with the person who is being corrected, as well as the person who is doing the correcting. I've been corrected in good ways and in bad ways by parishioners, here as well as other parishes. Let me add that the corrections I have been given here at Midtown Catholic have always been done in love. I appreciate that. Criticisms of priests are not always do not always come with the best of outcomes, even if they come with the best of intentions. But I have also experienced those that appear not to come with very good intentions. Those happened in previous parishes and were hurtful. Enough said. But how do we make good efforts at offering corrections where they are necessary? A couple of points of guidelines. First, make sure that the correction does not also apply to you. I would imagine most of you have heard the saying, if you point your finger at someone, remember you have three fingers pointing back at you. If the correction does apply to you, correct yourself first. Then, as you bring your correction to someone else in need of correction, you have a better understanding of what someone else is going through. Second, if you don't see the need for correction in yourself on the issue, imagine that you do. And how do you feel about what you think you need to say? If you choose to phrase it as though it were against you, most likely you are going to correct out of some sense of love, unless you are one of those people that hates yourself. <laughs> Third and final, follow the instructions that Jesus gives. Mention the issue once with just you and the person. If they don't understand or agree with the need for a change, go to someone else and ask them what they think. You may discover in that other person's analysis that your complaint is off base. Or they may agree with you. Then go to this other person with the friend that you have, that you have who agrees with you and, gently, explain the concerns that you have again. This does take a lot of work. But it should be a work of prayer when we feel the need to correct what a fellow Christian is doing or failing to do. But, returning to Ezekiel's point, I think it is important for us to recognize that we have a responsibility to one another 
to grow in the holiness of Christ. There seems to be a lot of things that people in our church today just are not getting straight. I heard Father Mitch Pacwa from EWTN needing to answer questions about women and ordination on his open line show on Wednesday. There are other things that are out in the Christ- in the Catholic world that people still do not recognize have already been answered by the church. And how we are to live has been has been given for our benefit. With some of these things, it is easy to get upset and make strident comments about the error of people's ways. But that does not help. Organizations like Rachel's Vineyard help people who have suffered from abortion to come to healing without screaming at them as though they cannot recover from sin. Our God desires His mercies to be shown throughout the world. It is balancing that issue of mercy with the need to present the truth that is always intention. It is much more than a platitude to say that we are called to love the sinner but hate the sin. We have been called to live in holiness. We have also been called to call others to holiness. To be holy as God is holy means more means to learn how to speak to others the truth, even if that truth is hard for them to hear, maybe especially if it is hard for them to hear. It is never an easy balance point. How strong do we present God's mercy, God's justice, God's call to holiness and a rejection of sin, God's perfect love? These four questions may be the most important that we could answer any time we are approaching someone who needs the confidence we have in a loving and merciful God. His mercy is always in response to his justice, and for those who love him, his mercy is supreme, and it comes in truth.